Welcome back to Game Vesting. Unfortunately, my co-hosts couldn't make it for this episode, so I'll just be talking about No Man's Sky and the journey of the small indie game developer behind it, Hello Games. So No Man's Sky is a game released back in 2016, originally only for PC and PlayStation. It was an extremely ambitious project and was supposed to be the first game of its kind. It's a space exploration and survival game that allows users to traverse across a massive solar system and explore different planets. The thing that makes this game unique is that everything is procedurally generated, which basically means that every planet, star, rock, plant, and everything else in the game is created entirely using computer algorithms. And this is how they're able to have over 18 quintillion different planets in the game for players to explore. It's why the game gained so much hype leading up to its release. It was first teased back in 2013 with a brief trailer, but it gained a lot more traction in 2014 when it debuted at E3. And it promised a beautiful experience with practically unlimited potential for things to explore, colors to see, and new species to discover. It won several awards at E3 2014, even before its release, just for looking so awesome. Sean Murray, the founder of Hello Games, appeared in numerous interviews raising players' expectations further and further with each one. Even Elon Musk was tweeting about it. They set the price tag at $60, which is what all the other AAA games are priced at, but this one's coming out of an indie developer. With the release of their game just around the corner, Hello Games put out a statement saying they were going to have to delay the release from late June to August, and the delay only made people more impatient and made them expect an even more polished game on release day. Now, part of the reason for this was the team developing No Man's Sky started out with just six people on it, and then they expanded to around 15 closer to the end of development, but even that number is still insanely small, especially when compared to the team of Grand Theft Auto V, which reportedly was made up of over a thousand people. So, two weeks before its official release date, Copies of No Man's Sky started getting leaked to the public as some retailers started releasing it early. Sony started dishing out copyright strikes left and right, taking down any and all videos containing leaked gameplay or even mention of it across YouTube, Reddit, Facebook, and pretty much every other platform you can think of. But it was a little bit too late. People had already started to realize that Sean Murray and Hello Games had massively overpromised and things might not be looking so great. The game finally released on August 9th, 2016, and it's a complete and total disaster. It's riddled with game-breaking bugs, glitches, and unfinished content. Fans were so up in arms about it that they even had the studio investigated for fraud. The entire development team fell silent for weeks as fans realized that the game was just a total piece of crap. Murray's promises of large-scale multiplayer space battles, hackable reinforced doors, ringed planets, roaming freighters to attack and plunder, sand planets, rivers, animals interacting with each other and the environment around them, groups of sentinels, portals, the ability to play as a pirate, joinable factions, real day and night cycles, the ability to land on asteroids, play as a traitor, and even just being able to name your own ship all turned out to be complete bullshit. Instead, players got to experience their spaceships leaving the planet, completely stranding them. Constant crashes, frame rate issues, and a complete inability to even start the game. 
buried in inaccessible buildings, raining grass textures to the point where players couldn't even see anything, animals glitching all over the place, ships completely disappearing, entire screens blocked out by people's weapons, falling through the map, missing textures, and so much more. At launch, there were over 800,000 copies sold on Steam alone, and it was the second biggest PS4 release of all time. So fans were incredibly disappointed, as you can imagine. Possibly the biggest screw-up of the entire game, though, was the multiplayer. Sean Murray had promised countless times that players would be able to meet up and travel through galaxies together, but then just a day before the release, he tweeted out that No Man's Sky is actually not a multiplayer game at all, completely flip-flopping. And then, moments later, he tweeted that the only reason it's not technically a multiplayer game is that the universe is so large it would be incredibly difficult to find each other. But fans were still optimistic. As long as you could overcome this one barrier, you could still potentially play with your friends. That is, until the first day of launch, when two players were able to make it to the exact same place on the same planet and couldn't see each other at all. So this is where things really started going downhill. After the fanbase had all of its hopes and dreams about exploring with friends crushed, they started to realize that there was almost nothing to do in the game. Sure, it was really cool and interesting seeing and exploring new planets, but the only thing they could really do there was mindlessly gather resources to upgrade their ship to get to the next planet, repeating this busy work over and over until their spirits had just been crushed. This led to the PC player base falling by over 90% in the first two weeks of the game being out. Reviewers and YouTubers were trashing the game and people were furious. It had over 70,000 negative reviews on Steam by October. Copies of the game could be found on eBay for less than a dollar. Things only got worse from here. Data miners found that the E3 demo from 2015 that Sean claimed was entirely procedurally generated was a completely scripted experience and he just kept lying about it over and over in interviews. Sean and the rest of the team at Hello Games were flooded with bomb and death threats and had to be in constant contact with the police and Scotland Yard just to ensure their safety. The studio went completely silent for three months after release and everyone thought they'd just taken the money and ran. So what exactly was the cause of this historically terrible game? Well, part of it was just being short-staffed. As I mentioned, the development team was insanely small compared to similar projects, but there were a lot of other mishaps along the way. Their studio was flooded in December of 2013, which was obviously quite a setback, but they did manage to recover everything they needed to continue with development, so they did. That is, until a Danish mathematician discovered that Hello Games was using one of his formulas in their procedural generation software. They managed to avoid a lawsuit here, but quickly found themselves in danger of another when Sky Television claimed they were infringing on the Sky trademark. And after they had just successfully won a similar lawsuit against Microsoft, forcing them to change the name of their cloud storage service from SkyDrive to OneDrive, it looked like Sean and his team were in for quite a battle. They fought with Sky Television over the course of the next three years before finally settling just a month before the release of their game. Then they finally got some good news, kind of. Sony really liked the idea of the game and wanted to feature it everywhere, but the team wasn't really prepared for the amount of press it would have to take on as a part of this deal, so all of the responsibility fell on the shoulders of Sean. The deal that Sony locked them into set rigorous deadlines and tons of extra pressure on Hello Games. Even after they realized they weren't going to be able to hit those deadlines, there wasn't really anything they could do about it. They couldn't ask Sony for the 6-12 to 12 months that they desperately needed to finish developing the game, 
because they knew they would immediately get shut down. So that's why the release date was only pushed back by about six weeks, and it's also why the entire multiplayer experience was axed along with many other features they had already promised. But now that they find themselves hated by the entire gaming community, they basically have two options. They can either take the money and run like a lot of people thought they had already done, and forever be known as the studio that put out this horrible, unfinished product, or they can sink hundreds if not thousands of hours into No Man's Sky in order to right their mistakes for seemingly almost no financial gain. Thankfully, they took the road less traveled, and did something hardly any developers have been able to successfully pull off. They completely turned their game around. Their plan was pretty simple. Start off by fixing all the game-breaking bugs, and quit paying attention to the overwhelmingly negative feedback scattered throughout the internet. In fact, Sean had all of it routed straight to his own personal devices. All the hateful emails, blog and forum posts, news alerts, reviews, etc. And then he broke it down into useful data points compiling it all into information that he could use. From this community feedback, he realized what the game needed most. The first thing on the list was to fix the problem of players not having enough inventory space for all the items the game required them to use. And after that, it was time to add community mod support. So this set of data was the basis for the entire comeback plan. They knew anything they said to the press or the community would be met with harsh criticism, so they just put their heads down and got to work. Many of the problems with the game, mainly from it being so, so overhyped and raising player expectations to the moon, was due to speaking too much. Like I said, in the marketing deal with Sony, they didn't really have anybody in charge of PR at the time, it was all just developers. So that all fell on Sean's shoulders, and he wasn't really very well equipped to deal with it. Three months later, after the whole player base was convinced that they had been abandoned, Hello Games put out a patch featuring base building, new game modes, freighters, farming, and hundreds of bug fixes. Although it was a huge step in the right direction, it was still seen as too little, too late. Without letting this discourage him, Sean went straight back to the grindstone with his team. After a few more months, they put out the Pathfinder update, which allowed players to share their bases to the community online, own multiple starships, modify and improve their tools, and drive vehicles on the surface of the planet and even create racetracks for them. Next, they completely overhauled the entire storyline with the Atlas Rises update. It brought new worlds into the game, crashed spaceships to explore space combat, terrain editing, portals, missions, interstellar trading, and joint exploration. At this point, almost a year had passed since the game's disastrous release, and people were starting to give it another chance. Hello Games was finally putting in an honest effort to fix their game, and the staff continued to grow. They became more active on social media, prices went back up from secondhand retailers, and they announced No Man's Sky Next, where they finally delivered the multiplayer experience everybody was looking for. It even brought character customization into the game, ringed planets, third-person mode, overhauls to base building, crafting, and resource gathering, and brought the game to Xbox. By July of 2018, it had made its way into Steam's top 10 best-selling games of the week. It even hit almost 100,000 concurrent players for the first time since its release, and generated $24 million in revenue. It started getting better reviews, more people watching it on Twitch, and Hello Games continued pumping out more and more content for the community. They added underwater bases, aquatic missions, new biomes, more diversity, archaeology, new water types, and so much more to discover. But the biggest update came with No Man's Sky Beyond in 2019. 
It added free support for virtual reality, even though most games make you pay anywhere between $20 and $90 for it, and it also added technology trees, a completely new NPC system, better base building, improvements to multiplayer, the ability to ride animals, and they're still putting out new content to this day. No Man's Sky even won an award for the best ongoing game at the Game Awards last year, in 2020. So after a completely disastrous release and four years of grinding, they finally managed to turn their game around entirely, and people are really happy with it. They could have just taken the money and started up another project, or added in microtransactions, scaled their resources back, charged more for a VR version of the game, moved toward a sequel, but they took the honorable route and it really paid off. Members of the community even started to GoFundMe to place a giant billboard near the Hello Games office thanking them for all their hard work. Hello Games had a remarkable journey, from the announcement to No Man's Sky and all the hype surrounding it, to disappointing their fans in the worst way imaginable, receiving death threats and some of the worst reviews and feedback of any game ever. Then to just take all that in, put their heads down and grind over the course of the next four years and to persevere, it's quite remarkable. So thanks for listening to this episode of Game Besting, I hope you enjoyed.